The Gucci Girl, Prada Professional, Coach Queen, or Target Trendsetter. No matter how you describe her, she's the most powerful consumer in the country. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Ritan, principal at Top Sale Strategies, as she chats with those in the know so that your business can grow. Now please welcome our host of Purse Strings, Maria Ritan. Good afternoon and welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Ritan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can catch Purse Strings every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Each and every week, you'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country, the 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending, the woman. Well, it's not too early to talk about holiday shopping, Black Friday Thanksgiving is dropping in popularity, and no surprise here, Amazon and Walmart are leading planned holiday shopping destinations, according to Carlene Ludovitz of Market Daily. Uh, Forecasters, of course, this is part of what they love to do. They love to figure out who's going to show up on Black Friday and how big Black Friday is going to be, along with that weekend and Cyber Monday. Well, they are saying that It's going to be dropping this year, especially in store, and we're going to see an increase online. Uh, Market Track went out with a survey. They looked at U.S. shoppers, and 30% said they plan to shop in physical stores on Thanksgiving Day. Now, that's down 20% from last year. uh, 40% said they plan to shop in store on Black Friday last year. Furthermore, among those who plan to shop on Black Friday, just 19% said they plan to shop exclusively in store, while 30% said they'll do most of that shopping online. Um, So that's also significant. The number of consumers who shop during Thanksgiving weekend dropped 32% year over year. Now, um, this is a challenge, of course, because most of the sales and discounts usually hit around Black Friday to try to get people in store. But the challenge is that people just feel like they can get a better deal online, and that's because of Amazon and Walmart. Amazon is looking to be the biggest beneficiary of the shift to online shopping. More than 80% of shoppers in that survey plan to shop, shop Amazon this holiday season. That's already up from what's a very strong 74% who said that last year. So it just keeps growing. Now, Amazon keeps getting bigger and bigger. We already know that they acquired Whole Foods, and we, we've talked before about its impact on online grocery shopping. Uh, Walmart's been investing huge sums in both delivery and pickup capabilities. It's something that we're seeing now with Target as well. Um, Walmart, though, still isn't expected to come close to Amazon sales. Um, So, you know, again, Amazon's the big behemoth. Um, Based on its survey, Market Track is also um, pointing to several key trends affecting shopping. Retailers are going to need to make shopping and buying easy and available anytime and anywhere, and that's because of technology. You have to have good technology. They also need to start incorporating voice-activated buying. I read an article the other day that in just a few years, 50% of online purchases will be made through voice activation. So that's your Alexa's you know, out there. Um, And Amazon, Walmart, and Google are expected to integrate voice commerce into their holiday shopping experiences. So look for that to happen as well. Um, So this still paints a really poor picture if you're only brick and mortar, if you do not have e-commerce, it's going to continue to get bleak for you. 
Our first profile today is the Nicole Miller Networker, a woman in her 40s to 50s, self-employed, owner of small to mid-sized business, uh, working full-time. Her kids are a little older in high school and college. Uh, she's influenced by fashion. Uh, she's ambitious and motivated. She lives in the moment, likes to take advantage of life. She values quality items and is willing to pay more for those, and she's open to trying something new. So where is she shopping? Well, she's shopping at Nine West, Williams-Sonoma, Bloomingdale's, a Nordstrom, she's driving a Cadillac, a Toyota, a Volvo, um, and when it comes to media, she's reading a little bit of everything, entrepreneur, money, uh, better homes and gardens, in style, and people, just to name a few, and uh, she's watching HBO, Food Network, HGTV, and TLC on cable. Well, my guest today knows a lot about women and a lot about, you know, our Nicole Miller networker, that woman over 40. In fact, her career is devoted to supporting people over 40. Katarina Kazayas is an on-air media personality, host and professional speaker, and she has founded FabAfter40.life. She's also an executive of the digital talk show LA40, Life After 40, and her focus is to remind people that Life After 40 isn't a death kneel. In fact, it's a time to there. She says, don't be afraid of change. And she wants to motivate people to step into their light, no matter their age. Today, Katarina is on the show to talk about breaking through the terror barrier. We'll explain the terror barrier to you and tips on how to get over that hump when Purse Strings returns in just a moment. Purse Strings will be right back after a word from our advertisers. There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business podcast network. Through iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, we can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Email sales at webmasterradio.fm today and get your message delivered now. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Her Strings is back with the inside track on today's women. Once again, here's Maria Retan. 
Well, welcome back to First Strings. My guest today is Katerina Kozayas. She's an on-air media personality, host, and professional speaker. She's also the founder of FabAfter40.life and executive producer of the digital talk show LA40, Life After 40. Uh, Katerina's mission in life is to remind her audiences that contrary to popular societal messaging that life after 40 is not meant to be a time to give up. Rather, it's a time to get up. And her powerful message, don't be afraid of change, motivates people to step into their light regardless of their age. And I'm thrilled to have her on today to talk about breaking the terror terror barrier. Welcome, Katerina. Thank you. It's so great to be here today. Well, you are talking about a topic that's near and dear to uh, to us here at Purse Strings. You know, we feel like ageism is alive and well, unfortunately, in this society. And um, I've been advocating for a very long time that um, we need to do more for women after 50, actually, because marketers abandon them um, right, all over the place, right? right? And mm-hmm. I think uh, if you're over a certain age today, mentally and oftentimes physically, you look 20 years younger, you feel 20 years younger, but society isn't hip to that. So as an expert to life after 40, I mean, you have your great website and your talk show, and it feels like your mission is is very similar to mine, which is to encourage people to take that step. Don't feel like you're too old to make old to make a change. What led you to establish Fab After Forty Life? Oh my goodness! Well, you know, and thank you for reflecting all of that because it's exactly where you know I'm coming from as well. What happened to me is I decided to pursue uh, actively pursue television and radio hosting. I've been in media and communications for over ten years, and it was just a logical progression to try to go from behind the scenes. Scenes, and so when I transitioned, I moved from Miami to Los Angeles. And the first thing I was told, and I was 39 at the time, was don't tell anyone how old you are. Because heaven forbid you, you know, make a reference to being older than 25 and a millennial. And I thought, well, okay. So for a little while, I played into this notion of we better just downplay the age. But what was happening is in organic conversations, all of my life experiences and the things I had done and the places I had been were coming out. So it became very evident that I was not 25 or 28 or 32. I look young, which is great. But you know, that I was somebody that was a little bit more mature. And I started to get a little bit angry with that and thought, why am I holding back who I authentically am to play into this societal notion, as you mentioned, that is antiquated? Because really, 50 is the new 40, 40 is the new 30. I mean, you you get people in their late 60s that are more active than somebody that's 50 years old in certain parts of the country. So we need to, as you said, get a little more hip to the fact that aging has changed. And so what I did was instead of hiding behind my age, I thought, well, here I am going into my 40s that, and let other people know that it's okay to embrace that. That's where my mission came in. And I started my community, FabAfter40.life. Yeah, well, good for you. And I, I support what you're doing out there. I truly do, because we all need to hear it, right? We need to hear it from all corners of our world that age is just a number and we can live a vital fabulous life no matter our age and in fact we have a mantra in our family that change is good and we should be embracing change no matter what it is even if it's scary you know that that's part of the fun of it it may be scary but it really pushes you to develop and grow um 
But how do you know when making a change is something you should do and not something rash because maybe you're just fed up or just plain bored? There is a right. difference. <laughs> there is a there there is a difference, right? And and you know what I found as um as, you know somebody that is an interviewer myself, and I've had the opportunity to interview authors and successful business owners, and uh, and and a lot of people is that around 40, 45, even for some people 50, right? You get into that quote unquote middle age. There really is a tipping point where you look at your life and you think, have I achieved everything I intended to achieve by this age? Mm-hmm. A lot of times you either say yes to that. And if you do, fantastic. Keep doing what you're doing. And if you look at your life and think, no, 20 years ago, I thought I'd be somewhere different. Then guess what? It really is a time, like you said, <clears throat> excuse me, to take a step back, reassess and make a change. Now, how do you know if the change is based on a legitimate opportunity to move forward, or is it just because you're tired and frustrated and haven't slept enough? So that's a really great question. One of the ways to tell if you need a career change is to ask yourself, you know, are you frequently burnt out? Because one of the things that we should be doing with our day is filling it with stuff that keeps us active, keeps us energized, keeps us intrigued. At the end of the day, a job is a job and not every day is going to be, you know, running at 100%. But if you're always coming home and you're just completely wiped out, your balance is off with respect to what is providing you with passion and meaning versus what is draining your energy and and putting you into a position where you're just not feeling it. So one thing to ask yourself is how frequently are you burning out? Uh, Second of all, have you come to a place where your salary no longer makes up for your boredom? What happens a lot of times is you get onto this corporate career path, everything is going great, but you, you know somewhere deep inside that maybe you're not as fulfilled as you want to be and you're about to make that change and then boom, they give you that salary increase or you get the promotion or you get the corner office and that keeps you sort of in the rat race for another year and another year goes by and you sort of start to get a little bored again and you think, well, maybe it's time to make a change, but boom, you know, here goes the salary increase again. So you have to kind of look at when is the salary increase no longer making up for the amount of boredom that you're feeling. And again, we are human beings. We're supposed to be energized. We're supposed to be having fun. Uh, Number three would be asking yourself in your current career, do you have an irrepressible feeling that your talents or skills are being underutilized? Do you go into the office and think, I know I can do more than this. I know that I'm capable of more. They're not seeing what I'm able to do. If you're feeling underutilized, that's another sign that maybe it's time for a change. And then finally, the fourth point that I'd like to make is just trying to figure out whether or not the tasks and the job requirements are actually resonating with you. You know, if they just don't resonate with you anymore, why are you doing it? Why are you spending your precious, valuable time and energy doing something that isn't taking you to where you need to be? So for me, really look at those four things. Are you frequently burnt out? Does your salary no longer make up for your boredom? Are you feeling underutilized? And perhaps do the tasks and the job requirements no longer resonate with you as a person? If you can answer yes to three out of four of those, then it's probably time to make a change. And, you know, I want to ask your opinion, too, you know, on the salary piece of it, because I think it gets harder and harder to step away if you are making a good salary. And I I said oh. I made a career change. You know, I made a career change in my late 40s when I think a lot of people are just settling in because they are making a really great salary. And I said to myself, but I don't want to have the golden handcuffs because mm. then 
I will just be working because I'm making a great salary because I fear that I won't be able to replicate that if I make a move. So do you feel like that there's an age dynamic we should be considering here as well that, you know, depending on how much longer you want to work, that you should be thinking um, at what point could I make a move and still be able to scale eventually to a salary range, if that's what's important to you, that would be commiserate with where you are today? Is that part of this equation at all? Absolutely. Well, the, the thing is, and, and I'm glad that you are a personal example of exactly this, especially when you get into your late 40s, you have put in a significant amount of time. I mean, you've put in 25 years worth of work and built up a reputation, built up integrity in your business or in your on your career path. And there is a, a really strong motivator to stay put. As you mentioned, you've got your 401k plan, you have your salary. The thing is that there that is a perceived security that, again, the corporate community has built to make us feel as though we can't make a change. And in fact, my opinion is that in your late 40s is when you should make a change because you have taken all of the valuable lessons that you have learned and you now know what it is that you're able to contribute. And really, if we can just allow people and help people to gain a little bit more self-confidence in who they are and what they can do, I think the sky's the limit. And too few people have that sense of, I have a belief in self, so I'm going to make that jump. Um, but, but really, think about it. You've been 25 or 30 years into a career or onto a path. You are an expert at that point. So there is nothing but yourself stopping you from moving into some other position that you feel might be more in line with what you want to do, whether that's moving to a different company with that added bit of risk or whether it's branching out completely on your own. Mm-hmm. So for me, I think this notion of, oh, you know, you should do it in, in your late 30s or late 40s or late 50s, society has changed. And this whole notion of retiring at 65, that was great 50 years ago when you were dead at 70. But right. now we are easily going to be living well into our 90s. So what the heck are you going to do for 30 years? The whole objective is to do something that you're passionate about so that when you're 65 and set five, you can get out of bed and go do something that's fun and fulfilling. And I think you felt that call. Oh, absolutely. And I am so glad that I did it. I do not regret it at all. But I think it can be difficult for people to begin to embrace the idea of change. But you have some good tips for that. Share some tips for people getting easing into this idea that, yeah, yeah, I can do it. (laughs) Uh, Absolutely. So the one thing I want to talk about, and you mentioned this in your open, was the terror barrier. So what happens is a lot of times it's not that we're scared of change. I'm sorry, it's not that we're scared of, of changing careers, it's that we're scared of the change itself. Uh, and what that what that comes from is what I like to term as the terror barrier. Now, this is not my term, it's something I've absorbed, but but I thought it was genius. And the terror barrier is something that most of us live with for a long period of time. You know you want to make a change, but you just haven't given yourself mental permission to do that. And the terror is caused when you're attempting to move into an expanded version of yourself, okay, when you're out to get out of your comfort zone and do something different, 
you feel the terror. And the terror comes in because your intellectual mind really does recognize that you're about to move into territory that you've never been in before. And what that does is it sets off your survival instincts. So it's the very same survival instincts when you put your hand a little bit too close to a stove, you know, and, and something in your mind says, pull back, pull back, pull back. That survival instinct is the same one that goes off when you're about to do something that you've never done before, like step into a new career with that unknown risk. What we need to recognize is the terror barrier is there. It's there for your security. Just consciously register, register it and set yourself a plan. Make a plan, sit down and sketch out what do you need financially? What do you need in terms of support with respect to other resources? What are your you know, five-year projections on whatever it is you're wanting to build? And recognize that you can do that brick by brick by brick. It doesn't have to look like the mountain that in our minds we might make it out to be. So I'm a huge believer that change is the only way we can grow and growing is the only way we remain content. I love that. But what if people around you don't accept your idea that you want to change or you feel like you need to change? Sometimes we meet resistance from even our closest friends or family or even our spouse. How do we combat that? Well, people want to keep with what is familiar to them and they want to keep with what is familiar to them when it comes to you. So I think when it comes down to definitely, you know, people say, oh, just do what you want to do. That doesn't make sense to me because, as you mentioned, you're living with a spouse. You have kids that you're obligated to, to feed. We can't just all jump into, you know, opening a flower shop because that's what's calling our heart. But what you need to do is really sit down and have an honest conversation with yourself. Because at the end of the day, if you are content, if you are happy, if you are motivated, if you are projecting that sort of energetic positivity that life is supposed to bring forth, you have that ability to spread that around to everyone else. Now, best thing to do is really just sit down with your family members, with your loved ones, and have a real honest heart-to-heart conversation. What I found when I talk to most people that have made a change like this is they'll be met with a little resistance, but people around them will understand if they understand that this is truly something that they want to pursue, most times people will buy into that. You just have to believe it yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Over time, people will get used to it. Um, do you feel like you need to be making a business plan or at least put your thoughts down on paper kind of as a plan? Do you feel like that makes it more real? I'm a fan of putting things on paper for a couple of reasons. One, um, when you actually write it down, there's something that happens between the brain connection and the hand connection that subconsciously cements the idea. So it's not just running around in your mind, in your dreams, but you've taken a tangible step towards the realization of that goal when you write it down. Um, and also, let's be honest, for as much as I'm a dreamer and I like to, to think that you know life, is, life can be grand, um, at the end of the day, you have bills to pay, you have a mortgage to pay, you have kids to put through school. And so if you don't sit down and make a tangible plan, things can go a little awry. So make sure you understand what are your financial obligations, what is it that you're going to be giving up for a period of time, and, uh, and, and, and do it in a way that is what I like to call exciting but responsibly exciting. Yeah, response contained excitement right, right? right. A little bit. 
Absolutely. Katerina, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, uh, I want to talk a little bit about getting your financial house in order and maybe even embracing some additional education and training as, as we all look at what might be next in our careers and our lives. So stick around more from Katerina and breaking the terror barrier when Purse Rings returns after the break. Purse Strings will be right back after a word from our advertisers. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjord, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjordDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E Digital.com. Book lovers and hundreds of compelling contemporary authors are heading to Miami for the 34th Annual Miami Book Fair, Friday, November 17th through Sunday, November 19th. See in person amazing authors, including Vice President Joe Biden, Senator Al Franken, Russell Banks, Michael Eric Dyson, Armistead Malpin, Angela J. Davis, Scott Turo, Walter Isaacson, and many more. The 34th Annual Miami Book Fair. For more information, visit MiamiBookFair.com. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. Her Strings is back with the inside track on today's women. Once again, here's Maria Ritan. Welcome back. I've been chatting today with Katerina Kozayas. She's an on-air media personality, host, and professional speaker. She's also the founder of FabAfter40.life and executive producer of the digital talk show, LA40 Life After 40. And we've been talking a lot today about how you should embrace change. And there's some markers um, that Katerina clearly laid out that might be pointing you in the direction that you need a change. You need it to continue to grow, to develop as a person, and of course, to be satisfied and happy. And um, we were just talking before the break about putting down your thoughts on paper just to solidify those thoughts and, and make them potentially more real. There's some other things though that we should also be doing, Katerina. Like if, if depending on what kind of change we think we might make, we actually might need to go back and get some education and training, right? Absolutely. Education and training, I think, should be a mandatory regardless of whether you're planning to make a career change or not. Um, we have to continue to develop ourselves, and especially in this world that we're living in that is just running so fast. <laughs> you mm-hmm. have to keep up with your certifications. Make sure your accreditations are you know, up to speed. Make sure that you are staying at the top end of your profession. Uh, Because at the end of the day, we all get up. We all want to make money. We all want to go to work. We all want to contribute. 
but it's very few that take the time to stay abreast of what is happening change-wise in their field. And so if you can make a point of staying current on new technologies or new developments, new research, you know, it just depends on what sector you're working in. Um, this is really incredibly important and even more so when you're about to make a career change. So one thing I want to just point out is a career change is different than a job change. So we're not talking about you've been an executive, you know, with bank A and you want to move over to bank B. Mm -hmm. You know how to do that. You can get on a job board, you can hear word of mouth, you go interview and all of a sudden you're at job B for 10,000 more a year. What we're talking about is career change. So you've gone from being a banker for 25 years, now you want to open a landscaping business, okay? What happens is you've spent 25 or 30 years trekking up a mountain, right? We'll call it mountain A. And you're working and you're trekking, and you're sliding back down sometimes, and then you're moving back up. And, and all of a sudden, you've reached a point where you're up near the top of mountain A, and you got there. And it's great, but you're just not feeling fulfilled. You know there's something else you're supposed to be doing. And you look across and you see mountain B. And mountain B is new, and it's different, and it's exciting, and it's calling your heart. And you think, well, all I'm going to do is just jump across to mountain B, <laughs> thinking that you're going to be, you know, going from pinnacle to pinnacle. Well, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> yeah. So one thing I want to caution people is to trek the mountain, you are going to have to scale down a little bit in order to go back up. The problem is that a lot of people fear jumping because they think I'm going to have to start at the bottom and I'm going to have to scale mountain B from the bottom. What they're forgetting is that they're coming with so many intangible transferable skills that they've built up over the course of their career. So don't underestimate the transferable skills that you're bringing to the table. Your communication skills, your leadership skills, your planning skills, all of these, when you couple them with the education and the training that you're going to put yourself through to get familiar with Mountain B, actually finds you at either the halfway or the three quarters up way of Mountain B, even if it's in a totally new sector. Mm. So that's encouraging because you're not going to be starting at the bottom. You're going to be bringing all of your great current skills and leveraging those. And that's going to make you be able to scale Mountain B that much quicker. So that's exciting. That's very exciting because I agree. I think a lot of people think I can't start over. I've put too much time in, but those those skills so often are transferable, even when you don't think they are and you don't have to start at the bottom. Um, but you, to your point, you might have to take a step back and that might even mean taking a slight pay cut before you can then create the momentum in that second career to get back or even exceed where you were before. So talk a little bit about getting your financial house in order. Absolutely. So this, this um, point I'm going to make for some of the younger listeners. One mistake that people make when they're starting out in their careers is they put too much emphasis on paying back their student loans and not enough emphasis on saving money. The reason you want to put your emphasis, especially when you're starting out on saving money, is because of the compound interest and the benefits the compound interest can give to you. So effectively, if you're 25 years old and you're putting 500 bucks a month uh, to the side, and let's say you do that for 10 years from 25 to 35, you put that money away, all of a sudden you turn 65 and you know your money has grown to about 1.8 million dollars just off the compound interest of having put that money aside for those 10 years it's going to grow and grow and grow 
if you start at 35, it's going to take you that amount of time, 35 to 65, but you're going to end up with about half a million dollars less in savings. So what you want to do is you really want to make sure that you're putting money into savings as young as you can to build up that nest egg so that if you want to make a change later in life, you have a pot that has been growing without you even realizing it's growing. So compound interest, super important for your younger viewers. Make sure that you're putting money into a 401k or into some sort of savings account vehicle with a compound interest element that is going to allow you later in life to be able to play if you want to. Yeah. So uh, clearly not doing that would be a major mistake that we'd want to avoid. Any other mistakes as we wrap up that you, you want to make sure you caution listeners today? Yes. Just one more thing when it comes to finances. We all underestimate how quickly spending money on little things can go by. Um, go to Starbucks every morning at 535 for your pumpkin spice latte. That adds up. And, you know, if you track, start tracking how much money you're spending per day on coffee. Some people go twice a day to a Starbucks. Add that up. Look at what that's going to amount to at the end of the year. Sometimes it's in the range of four to $6,000 on coffee. That if you were instead putting that five bucks into a savings account, allowing it to grow on compound interest, you know, you would turn around and think, wow. So just look at the little things you're spending money on. I'm not saying don't spend money on luxuries, but, you know, if you're wanting to make a career change, you're wanting to be smart with your finances, uh, your bank account is going to thank you and your booty is going to thank you because you're also cutting out those calories. <laughs> Very wise words. Yes. Good advice. Very much, Katerina. Thank you so much for being on the show today. And I want to uh, encourage listeners to go to Katerina's website, fabafter440.life to learn more about her and her other words of wisdom and check out her uh, radio show as well, or I'm sure it's a TV show. Thank you so much, Katerina. Thank you so much. Uh, one, one, one last comment, Maria, um, just for your listeners, something you pointed out, and I just want to reinforce it. Age is just a number. You know, it really is simply a reflection of the number of years we've been on the planet. It in no way allows for us to be, you know, regimented by what we're able to achieve, what we're able to do, the energy and the passion we have. So don't let age be a barrier. Have fun. Don't be afraid of change. It's all for your own good. And I love it. Oh, thank you so much. You keep going out with that mantra because more of us need to hear it and remember it. So thank you so much, Katerina, for being on the show today. Thank you. It was great. And thanks to my producer, George, and join me right here next week for another edition of Purse Strings, 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Until then, make it a great one. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.